This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. Tale Talk Radio, Season 7, Episode 25. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 25 of Tale Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today, we're speaking with Sarah Johnson, CEO of Teaching Lab. After serving as the organization's board chair, Sarah joined Teaching Lab from the Overdeck Family Foundation, where she created and managed the Exceptional Educators Portfolio, a set of investments focused on improving teaching and learning nationwide. Sarah also held leadership roles at the New York City Department of Education under the Deputy Chancellor for Teaching and Learning. Before her work at the department, she was a high school science teacher and founder of a social justice student leadership program in Washington, D.C. and Oakland, California. Sarah's academic credentials include a doctorate in educational leadership from Harvard Graduate School of Education, an MAT from American University, and a BS in neuroscience from Emory University. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Great. Let's kick off our conversation with a personal story about how you became so interested and involved with adult learning and professional development. Sure thing. Yeah, so I think uh, the the first part of the story I want to tell is why I became a teacher. Uh, And so I was a high school science teacher and I love teaching high school. And part of the reason why I love teaching high school is because I was a little bit of a difficult high school student, uh, a little rebellious, a little bit hard to handle uh, for my parents. I was also one of those students who, you know, did well in school, but I would argue with my teachers and things like that. And, uh, but I still wanted teachers to love me and see the gifts that I brought to school and to the classroom. And so I wanted to do that same type of work with, with young people as a high school science teacher. And so that brought me to DC and ultimately to Oakland. And in Oakland, I really came into my own as a teacher. And uh, like I said, I love teaching. I started a, uh, a social justice and, and uh, environmental justice program for high school students. But the problem was that I had the experience that most teachers have, which is I shut the door to my classroom and did my own thing with my students. And very rarely uh, did I get any professional feedback. I didn't have a coach. There was hardly any time to connect with colleagues. 
all of the extra time that I had was spent sort of fighting with the copy machine. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, this is the norm in education. And while I was um, still teaching, I remember there was a student that I helped get into college who was in her first year and she called me on the phone and she was upset because she was struggling to write college level essays. And she said to me, how come nobody taught me how to write? And I realized that although I was working nonstop and doing the best that I could as a teacher, I wasn't uh, serving my students as well as I could. And where I taught, I mostly taught students of color that came from families experiencing low income. And uh, so this wasn't just like, like, a, like an isolated problem. This is a systemic problem. And it was impacting the lives and outcomes of, of hundreds of students that I taught. And then also thousands of more students that uh, were having similar experiences. Um, and it took me a while um, to figure out that part of the problem was that uh, nobody took my learning or my teacher colleagues learning seriously. And if you don't take teacher learning seriously, then you're not really taking student learning seriously. Because what we know from research is that the teacher is the single largest within school factor that determines the learning outcomes for students. Um, and those learning outcomes aren't just about, you know, performance on standardized tests, it's about learning outcomes that actually impact the future lives of students, so like their economic prosperity, whether or not they uh, get to college or through college, um, etc. So I'm sort of connecting a lot of dots here, but ultimately I decided that I wanted to devote my life um, to improving teacher learning on behalf of educational equity. And these two things are inextricably linked. Um, and so that brings me to why I'm so passionate about our work at Teaching Lab, which is to fundamentally shift the paradigm of teacher professional learning for educational equity. So I love that we start with that question on our podcast because it always gives us the background that people bring to the conversation and usually to the work, especially in, in your case here. So let's go dive into that idea of the Teaching Lab's mission. Uh, you mentioned fundamentally shift the paradigm of teacher professional learning for educational equity. So dive into that a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more details connecting it back to some of the, the motivation that drives you to that kind of work? We don't treat teaching like a profession, generally. There's isolated pockets uh, that do this, but we generally don't treat teaching, teaching like a profession. And so we have created at Teaching Lab a model for professional learning, which we think is the vehicle for professionalization. And so we describe our model as head and heart and habits. Um, and it's a holistic approach Head means that we're focused on getting evidence-based practices into use by teachers. And so all of our work actually is grounded in high quality curriculum because we think that is the vehicle to get those evidence-based practices into use. But very, very importantly, if you don't bring the heart to the work, which we define as strong teacher relationships, strong teacher social capital, and also uh, teacher leadership over their own learning. If you don't bring that to teachers as you're um, helping them use evidence-based practices, the head part, they're going to resist it. I would have resisted it too as a teacher. Um, and then finally, the habits part of our work refers to how we never do one and done professional learning. 
which is the norm um, in education, unfortunately. And so by one and done, we mean, you know, you're a teacher, you show up at a workshop, maybe it's like three to six hours long, it's totally irrelevant to what you're doing or your context. Maybe you learn one thing, maybe you try it once in your classroom, um, but then there's no follow up to see if it's actually working. And then like over time, you're just going to lose whatever practice you learned. Uh, so we never do one and done. All of our partnerships are uh, a year long. Um, and uh, we engage teachers through what we call cycles of inquiry. Um, and these are uh, authentic cycles that teachers engage in that are directly connected to their work and integrated into their workflow. And so they start with analyzing student needs. Uh, they lead to studying the curriculum, learning an evidence-based practice, trying it out in their classroom, and then bringing back student work um, to analyze with their peers. Um, and what we hear from teachers, this is like a very common piece of feedback that we get, is uh, they always say, thank you for explaining the why behind our work. Um, and I think that speaks to one, the sort of like terrible state of the teaching profession, but two, how you can actually uh, shift teacher practice and they wanna learn um, and do better when you actually treat them like professionals. Well, let's think about um, your core ideas and the circle of inquiry and wondering if you could give us an example of an adult learning session or series of sessions that you have done where you felt like teachers really um, learned and had the opportunity to make an impact on their learners in their classrooms. Yeah, absolutely. We have so many examples. So we are in uh, over 30 school systems across 12 states. And one of my favorite things to do is to join our professional learning sessions. And sometimes I, I lead them myself. Um, and since March of 2020, we've actually only done virtual professional learning. So it's actually easier to join the sessions. And so um, I'll talk about uh, one of our math partnerships. Um, so we have a strong math partnership with a, with a system in uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, there's actually a case study written about it, which I can share with your listeners afterwards. Um, but we uh, didn't stop. We didn't skip a beat when COVID started to happen. Um, and uh, uh, we focused our professional learning on supporting teachers to use a really high quality curriculum called illustrative math. But that's only step one. We also supported teachers in using um, uh, these accelerating student learning guides, um, which help teachers identify the prerequisite skills that students need to access grade level content. And then they, um, they sort of come up with these plans to what we call scaffold up for students, as opposed to scaffolding down. Um, and I remember one of the teachers in the session, she said, uh, this year has been incredibly difficult but I know that this professional learning has made me a better educator. Um, and that's just music to our ears <laughs> uh, because um, we, we also believe profoundly that teacher learning couldn't stop and can't stop during this pandemic. Actually, we need to invest more in it. Uh, and it was um, really heartening to see that we could do that work with teachers even during this really, really trying time. So what, are, what were these sort of operational um facets of this professional learning? Did you have a small cohort? Is it a full district? How many times did they meet? Sort of give, give us an idea of what this circle of inquiry looks like and how a, the time commitment from a district. So what we know from research is that teachers actually need about 30 to 50 hours of professional learning in order to shift their practice in a way that actually impacts students. So that's a lot of time. 
that a lot of districts don't have, um, but that's one of the paradigms that we're trying to shift. So in this particular partnership and in all of our partnerships, we're always trying to get at least 30 hours with teachers. And so what our professional learning looks like is in the summer, um, we'll do what we call a, a boot camp. Um, which is an intensive professional learning session preparing teachers for the beginning of the year and preparing them to teach uh, grade level curriculum. Um, and um, importantly, we integrate uh, culturally responsive teaching practices into our work. And so especially in, in math, uh, we do a lot of uh, math identity work with teachers. So we ask teachers um, to think about how they learned math. Um, how they think about themselves hmm. as, as mathematicians and connect that to decisions they're making in the classroom. Because we can teach evidence-based practices all day long to teachers, but if they also don't have the mindset, um, then they're also gonna make micro decisions uh, that, that negatively impact students. Um, so we do this identity work with teachers and then uh, sort of like weave this thread of, of culturally responsive teaching practices throughout the professional learning. So that's the summer. And then that leads into what we call two the cycles of inquiry and these uh, we have about um, we do about two to three of those over the course of the year um, and then in between these cycles of inquiry we will uh, um, help teachers lead um, PLC sessions or you know this like sort of micro time that most teachers have professional learning community time and then additionally and really importantly we identify lab leaders um and we slowly build up their capacity to lead the cycles with their peers and importantly this is not a train the trainer model um which also is generally ineffective train the trainer models sort of train some teachers then they're supposed to go out and replicate right away what they've learned but we have a gradual release model so we slowly but surely build up the capacity of lab leaders to lead their peers in this work over time and what we uh, hypothesize is that um, uh, systems need about three to five years um, uh, of a partnership with us to get the full benefit and build up the leadership capacity of a cadre of lab leaders to lead the work of continuous improvement over time. Well, thanks for uh, sharing all that story that I think gives our listeners and us uh, some context into the effectiveness and, the, and what distinguishes um, the model from the typical professional learning models. So as we go into the uh, back end of the conversation here, uh, we usually invite our guests to share uh, what's next for them. But before we do that, we have a couple of rapid response questions. Are you ready? Ready. All right. First question, who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about supporting teacher professional learning? I'm ready to go. I've got a book. <laughs> so I'm, uh, this book is The Impact of Identity in K-8 Math. It's written by Dr. Aguirre um, and her colleagues. And this is an exceptional book. Uh, to integrate into math professional learning, um, focused on uniting uh, a math content focus, a math content focus with uh, culturally responsive teaching practices. Um, and so we highly recommend that. But if I can just say one other thing, really, we believe that expertise needs to be democratized. And so like 
really the experts should be the teacher lab leaders on the ground. And that's our mission in life is to create more experts like that, that and, and for every school to have an expert teacher so that we don't have to look outside um, of our own professional uh, uh, group to, to find this expertise. Yeah, I like that way of thinking. A little bit different. We've got a few experts on that first question. So you've already suggested a book. Is there another book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Another really exceptional book is uh, Culturally Responsive Teaching and the Brain uh, by Zaretta Hammond. Uh, my team loves this book and we're actually doing professional learning with my staff and some teachers to further integrate this work into, into our work. And what we really love about this is that it takes culturally responsive practices, but also really strong uh, research on learning science and brings these two things together. Um, and that's also what we're trying to do with, with educators. And then if I can add one other thing, if, if you have research nerds uh, on the line, um, Heather Hill uh, is a researcher um, at, at Harvard and at Brown. And she wrote uh, a really exceptional meta-analysis on what works in teacher PL. Um, and I think it's from 2019, so it's incredibly up to date. And uh, a lot of people like to say that teacher professional learning doesn't work. Um, but she has done a, a, a incredibly rigorous and extensive analysis of the research showing when it does work, what those components are. So I highly recommend that if people want to dig into the research. Terrific. This is why we like these questions, because our listeners and us, we get so many new resources, and you're certainly giving us lots to think about. Final question. As the CEO of Teaching Lab, how do you keep learning? Are there certain resources, sites, experts that you connect with to keep your own learning going? We're obsessed with continuously learning, and we practice what we preach uh, at Teaching Lab. So I'm actually a co-chair of a cross-nonprofit coalition. Um, called the Research Partnership for Professional Learning. Um, and we are trying to create uh, really strong partnerships with our nonprofits and our staff, with researchers and with districts to keep building on the evidence base. And then once we learn more about what works, integrate that into uh, our programs. Um, and so that's a really, really important part of our work. And then in addition to that, we invite researchers and thought leaders to come and talk to our people at Teaching Lab um, on a regular basis. And so it's like, it's not, it, it, this is what I know from, from being a science teacher, it's not like you have a knowledge base and then that's the end. It's like, actually, if you're in, engaging as a real professional, you're also continuously building on that knowledge base um, and, and creating new paradigms. So from that rapid round of uh, questions, we certainly got lots of resources for our listeners, and we'll be sure to put those in the show notes so that uh, everyone can access them. All right, last question for you, Sarah. What's next for you? What are you working on now that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, so uh, we want to be the best virtual teacher professional learning organization out there. And uh, we have uh, uh, busted a lot of myths for ourselves. So we used to be a 100% in-person uh, professional learning organization. But what we found through our extensive data analysis is that we can actually have perhaps the same impact 
virtually with teachers and there's some benefits to virtual professional learning for educators like they can log in from anywhere um, which is really great if you have kids at home etc we can make the ses sessions shorter and integrated into a, a teacher's workflow etc and so I'm really excited to continue to learn with teachers about what works um, and how we can uh, continue to improve their practice uh, virtually. Something positive out of COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a silver lining. And I think it's a huge benefit to teachers because I think that it will increase their access to uh, great learning experiences. Mm -hmm. And other learners, adult learners. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, a beautiful thing that's also happened is that we're able to run cohorts of educators from different school systems. Mm. Um, and sometimes teachers can feel really alone, uh, especially if you're at a small school. Uh, and so breaking down the barriers uh, across systems has also been a benefit. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. Um, we have enjoyed talking with you about the teaching lab and professional learning. To learn more about Sarah's work, you can visit the links in the show notes. Uh, we have the books that she recommended as well as the teaching lab information and a link to Heather Hill. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking conversation and reflection. This episode's question, what did you learn about today that could elevate your professional learning efforts in your district or school? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season seven, episode 25. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Sarah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye Thanks bye. for being here. Want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.